Hi, I'm Jay Edison. And I'm T. Fugner, filling in for Miles Stokes. And you're listening where we talk Hawks. So ordinarily, this is Jay and Miles explain the X-Men, but one week out of every four, we take the week off from our exhaustively produced and edited and professional and researched podcast and basically spend an hour um, just talking about stuff, talking about, well, Hawks. Um, so T, what are this week's Hawks? So this week's Hawks are Seahawks such as Sir Francis Drake, the 16th century privateer, who is featured in the film The Seahawk, starring Errol Flynn. I also realized before that I should have said that this is entirely unedited um, and and un, unprepped for. So, um, as, as you can tell from the, the, my careful order and inclusion of everything in the introduction, but you mentioned, you know, Seahawks. So this is, it, it, would, would you also include the character Seahawk from She-Ra in that category? Seahawk from She-Ra is indeed a Seahawk. So, so for for our less um, less nautically inclined listeners, how would you define a seahawk? So, a seahawk is a bird um, that flies over the sea. I actually don't know anything about what a seahawk is. I'm mostly here for the pirates. All right. So, so th- for for our purposes, then seahawks are pirates. Seahawks are pirates. Do you know of any pirates who were actually birds or hawks? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like there probably are some, like, in some kind of animation. I'm trying to remember if there are any in The Rescuers. I don't off the top of my head. But I feel like there probably were some birds who were pirates. Um, maybe in Muppet Treasure Island. That that would follow. Um, now, now that you have me thinking... Oh, there were a lot of parrots. There were a lot, a lot of, of parrots, parrots who were yeah. pirates. Now that you have me thinking about animal companions, though, this is... Straight to someone who I know is one of your Jefferson. favorite Jefferson. Well, yeah, to Jefferson, and in general to Blackbird. Blackbird, Blackbird no. Black, Blackbeard. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess I'm really, really, really hawk oriented. So I should, I should say, um, T and I have recently finished watching Black Sails, and one of the great things about watching Black Sails with T is that she is a massive pirate aficionado and will explain like the ways it does and doesn't relate to actual piracy and if you know me you know that this is the kind of thing i'm intensely into so so while i realize that to some people that might not sound like a recommendation for me it's like oh my god i married the right person um but blackbeard is one of those and the show neglects the most one of the most amazing details of black his about blackbeard. best friend his very best friend the howler monkey jefferson so um so blackbeard um, at some point picked up a howler monkey. I forget whether it was, I want to say it was in Bermuda, but it might've been in Port Royal, but he picked up this howler monkey named Jefferson. Howler monkeys, like you're probably thinking, oh, monkey pirate, you're thinking pirates of the Caribbean, you're thinking like the little tiny monkey. No, howler monkeys are big boys. And Jefferson accompanied Blackbeard on at least a few raids um and was was um known as one of his very dear friends so um yeah so so jefferson is one of my favorite pirates and he is not in black sails at all he isn't i feel like that show kind of did blackbeard dirty yeah i mean i don't know how comfortable you are having spoilers on the show i mean i it's up to you um we probably shouldn't spoil too okay. bad we'll, we'll we'll say their blackbeard is ahistorical in a number of ways their, their blackbeard is ahistorical in a number of ways um yeah they also um they they like move around some people 
and um, they have they have Blackbeard be be Charles Vane's pirate daddy instead of Henry Jennings, who is actually Charles Vane's pirate daddy, and some other you know pirate dad stuff. But anyway, yeah. So you mentioned pirate dads. There's there there's, there are a lot of kind of like lineage or metaphorical lineage going on in pirate. So things. I mean, I feel like when you say pirate daddy, it can be taken two ways, and both of those were absolutely true depending on the pirate. Um, so they're. Uh, there, one of the things that people, I think, I think it's becoming more known now, but people often don't realize when they see kind of casual piracy out in, you know, games or stories, is that um, piracy was often a haven for people who were excluded from mainstream society. So there were a lot of black pirates. There were a lot of Jewish pirates. There were a lot of um pirates of East Asian origin who had been in Europe for whatever reason or in the colonies for whatever reason, there were a lot of queer pirates. Uh, so there's those kinds of pirate daddies, but the kind of pirate daddies we're talking about are the pirate daddies where um, very frequently a pirate captain would take a second prize ship, couldn't obviously couldn't captain the second elves. Um, and would appoint a captain to the prize ship. And that was usually somebody who they were kind of mentoring their like pirate protege. And so, yeah, so there were a bunch of people who were pirate proteges to uh, to other famous pirates. So Vane and Jennings. So Blackbeard and actually um, Benjamin Hornigold. Um, wow. Yeah, so there were uh, there were a few pirate dads out there who uh, who learned how to do pirate things from older, wiser pirates. So I feel like, you know, I have to have to ask who who is your favorite pirate or who are who are your Ooh, favorite pirates? My favorite pirates. Yeah. Oh. They they can be favorites for specific purposes. There's so many favorite pirates, Jay. I feel like I feel like the thing is that on one hand, you know, I feel like you gotta shout out uh Anne Bonnie and Mary slash Mark Reed. Um and also I, I have a really soft spot for uh, for a French pirate named Lalinois, um, who was known for and there's you know we don't know to what degree this was true but he was known for doing things like eating the organs of his enemies um, so Lalinois is great um, yeah those are good ones yes yeah i i'm i'm a big um i'm i'm a big fan of the the bonnie reed uh rackham triad less so of rackham mostly mostly bonnie and reed i do think it's important um to mention that you've probably heard of Anne bonnie and mary reed in the context of like oh yeah like girl pirates um there's a real strong likelihood that mary mark reed was actually trans mask um and that's something that also gets overlooked by history so yeah so i'm sorry i completely blanked on where i was going with this <laughs> so okay. pirates. pirates 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 are great pirates um, yeah i mentioned black sails do you have any favorite or go-to feel like Either does a really good job historically or is just really, really fun. So I grew up on the um, Sid Meier's Pirate Game um, that came out in like the 90s. There's a couple different versions of it. Uh, I, there's like the old version with the like, you, like the Oregon Trail style graphics. And then they had a couple updates to it. I 
feel like there's a recent update, but I haven't played it yet. So I really loved that game. When you sign into that game, it lets you pick your pirate name, but the, the default name is Captain Incognito. So I always just played as Captain Incognito. Um, it's basically how I learned my pirate geography uh, was specifically from playing that game. It comes with a big map of the Spanish main and um, I learned all my pirate geography from playing pirates. Um, trying to think like what else is really great pirate media. While you're thinking about that, I kind of want to spin off what you just said. Um, for, for those of us who did not grow up with the game, um, how would you characterize pirate geography? Oh, so no, as well, when I talk about pirate geography, I'm talking about the Spanish main. And the Spanish main is a term for the Spanish mainland part of the Americas that had been colonized mostly by Spain um, starting in the 15th century. And, um, but it also, when you say the Spanish main, you're getting a map of the Spanish main, you're also getting a map of all of the um, surrounding islands, so all of the Caribbean islands. Um, and, you know, which the islands, you get a little bit more variety in who was settling them. So there were some Dutch islands, some French islands, some English islands, a lot of them turned over, um, turned over coloni colonizer, um, on a pretty regular basis. Um, you know, the pretty, the, the furthest when you're talking about like golden era of piracy, the furthest north you're going to get is Boston. Um, and then it pretty much just goes like, if you go from, if you go down the coast, uh, from Boston, you go straight into South America, that's all pirate land. Uh, so you have like big, the big ports for the pirates, uh, Cartagena was huge, Maracaibo was huge. Um, I think if you're, if you're watching, um, if you're watching, um, black, black sails, that's mostly taking place in, uh, in the Bahamas. Um, you've got, it's a lot of it's in Provincetown, um, and Nassau and, um, and, but then there's also, there was, uh, Port Royal, which was Jamaica. Uh, that's where Henry Morgan was, New Orleans, where Jean Lafitte was and so on and so forth. So Boston seems very, very North for pirates, but I'm, I'm thinking it's not that far from, I, I know about the. There's a, a whole ton of pirate stuff around the Outer Banks in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, so so Blackbeard went up to about North Carolina. Blackbeard's Blackbeard's area was kind of North Carolina and South. I should add, by the way, that if you are in North Carolina um, or around there, Beaufort, North Carolina, is where they've been excavating the wreck of the Queen Anne's Revenge, which is Blackbeard's, Blackbeard's ship. ship. Um, yeah, so, so Blackbeard went up to North Carolina. You got people a little bit later, like Captain Kidd, who were, were mo mostly uh, Northeastern pirates. Um, but, you know, it wasn't known as a pirate harbor, but, like, if you see in Black Sails, there's actually a part where they go to Boston, um, right. you know, and there's, uh, you know, they, there are, uh, there are some pirates and pirate ties in Boston at that time. Pirate ties are what pirates wear when they're being formal, yeah? Yes. Yes. They're also called cravats. 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 All right. Yeah. And, and especially if you're Jack Rackham. If you're Jack Rackham, they're called... I don't know what they're called. I feel like they should be called something funnier. I don't know. He was just a fancy boy. They're little frilly things. <laughs> so Jack Rackham is is the pirate who's who's known or who's not really known so much, but who is 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 
unknown largely as a progenitor of the the pirate flag that you see most frequently with the crossed cutlasses. Yes, yeah. So that was that was Jack Rackham's flag. Um, Jack Rackham is also known as the weakest link in the Rackham Bonnie Reed triad. Well. Yeah. But but also very 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 much known for his fashion sense, um, because he wore very silly clothes. He's called he was called Calico Jack largely because he wore a lot of calico patterns. Which, as you know, I I would assume you know if you don't know what calico is, it's it's um a, usually a cotton that has little cute little flowers or you know or or plaids on it and it's dainty it's dainty 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 is a good way of putting it yeah so uh so he he really liked wearing calico um follow was, your weird heart jack he was he was he was a weird boy um i mean that's that's pretty common to pirates the, the weird boy part i don't yeah. know about the calico so much no the calico less so calico shows blood so you mentioned pirates largely coming from classes who were were underserved or, mm -hmm. or generally marginalized by society but i i, I think of, of of there being sort of a whole whole second category of pirates of privateers who were working with the state and who were sort of at least part of society what's what's the okay difference? so so okay so a privateer is basically just a pirate who hasn't pissed everyone off um a privateer is some of them are actually started as pirates. Um, Hornigold's a really good example. Hornigold was, um, he got a letter of mark from the English that allowed him to practice as a privateer. And he was really, really committed to only going after ships that were uh, captained by enemies of the English. So, and this is where he kind of got into some conflicts with some of the other pirates and so-called privateers who had those letter of marks from the letters of mark from the English, but didn't really after the English's enemies. So a privateer could start out as a pirate who then a um a government figure would be like, hey, you want to be on our side? And uh, we'll give you a pardon if you don't go after our ships anymore. Or um a privateer could be a um a legal captain. Um they use the word legal loosely. Someone who is a captain um, who has been known for non-criminal trade and who um, a government gives the same letter or letter of mark that says that they're allowed to attack the ships of their enemies. So it was a, it was a lot of the time it was a way of kind of commissioning um, merchant sailors into into helping during wartime. Um, yeah, uh, Francis Drake is a super famous privateer, but he was also, he's somebody who was specifically working for England and specifically working against the Spanish. But yeah, privateer. So this is, this is going to be a weird question. Um, sorry in advance. So all of, all of these, were all of these specifically aquatic? Could you be a terrestrial privateer? You know, I don't know that because I don't know anything about people who live on land. Okay. Okay. I only know about people who live on boats. On boats. On so, boats. Um, like hawks. Like hawks. Right. So, so with that in mind, um, let's talk about ships. Okay. Now you already mentioned, um, and Bonnie and Mark Reed, but um, I, I want to get to the, the 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 more the more traditional definition of ship, the 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 ones you sail around on, um. I was going to say rather than the ones you write fic about, but I guess you could write fic about those too. So um, maybe the more versatile kind. 
The kind you sail on. The kind you sail on. Yes. The kind you sail on. Um, okay. So you mentioned there's that 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 you've you've been on at least one one pirate ship or at well, least one decommissioned pirate ship. It's not really a pirate ship, but it's probably it's kind of the closest to a pirate ship I've been on. Okay. So and that um but it technically technically you can call it a pirate ship. Um if you go to Boston, you can actually still go on to the last remaining ship from the originally commissioned U.S. Navy um, that formed during the Revolutionary War. I think it was during the Revolutionary War. It might have been during the War of 1812. I might be getting this mixed up. But anyway, technically in the United States, not a pirate ship because it was a U.S. naval ship. Technically in Britain, pirate ship. Um, but it's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful ship. Um, it's definitely, if you ever have a chance to go on it, it's really cool. There's, you can learn a lot of history, um, and you can kind of see what a typical sailing vessel at the time would have looked at, looked like. I've been on a bunch of other ships, but I don't feel comfortable necessarily, um, stating for sure whether they were pirate ships or not. And I was on a replica of the Golden Hind, which was Francis Drake's ship, but it was a replica, so that doesn't really count. Hmm. So, so not actually being used for piracy at the time. Not ever uses piracy. It was a replica. It was a copy. Well, that doesn't mean you can't pirate with it. It just means that your piracy it has will not be been. It has not been used for piracy to this point, as far as I know. Okay. I'd like to think that they do at night. Okay. So we're we're talking classic piracy. This is this is sort of, I what I what I think of as old school piracy. The piracy is still a trade that exists. And you mentioned the golden age of piracy. When when was that? How do you, how do you date this? So golden age of piracy is typically considered. Um, I'm really bad at things that involve numbers, so this is not my this is not my strong suit. But I believe it's typically considered like late 17th century, early 18th century. Um, it, it it's a pretty brief period of time. Most of the people on black sails, a they do not die. The ones who do die do not die the way they die on the show. However. Most of them were dead by 1730, um, and the show takes place in 1715. Actually, most of them were dead by, like, 1721. Um, so it was a very brief period. When we're talking about all these pirates, um, it was a very brief period, and they really did all know each other. That's not, like, made up for the show. They weren't like, hey, let's just bring all the famous pirates together. In fact, there are fewer famous pirates who are part of the same group, which was called the Flying Gang. Um that sailed out of Nassau and, uh, and, um, and Provincetown, New Provincetown at the, at that point in time. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a very brief period. There were earlier pirates. Um, I don't know exactly what period people say is, this is the golden age. This is the golden age. I'm sure there's somebody who has a real specific date definition, but well, yeah. usually it's until the instatement of the comics code. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Which actually leads me to another question. Are there any good pirate comics? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so pirate comics. Um, There's this amazing comic that ran from, it's a comic strip, actually. It ran from 1968 to 1972. Um, it's She's not technically a pirate, but there are pirates in it. It's called Captain Kate. And it's about a lady sailing captain, 18th century. Um, it's really gorgeous. It's definitely, if you can get your hands on it, 
I don't know how you would get your hands on it, but if you can get your hands on it, definitely do because it's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other pirate comics. There are occasionally pirates in Popeye, but that's not really a Popeye thing. Like there's sea hag stuff and there's, you know, there's some pirate. You should just read Popeye because Popeye is one of the greatest comics ever written. Um, but you not too many pirates. I believe there have been pirates at least once in Mark Trail. I feel like there probably have been pirates in Mark Trail. They're modern pirates. Though, they're, so, yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, they're like eco pirates or something. <laughs> That's what my mom's going to be when she retires, yeah. probably. Oh, my God. I worry sometimes. I know you do. Yeah. I mean, she'll be great at it, which is probably also worth worth worrying about. So how did you originally get into pirates? I mean, I know pirates are cool, but, like, was there anything? To, what, what was your inroad? Okay. So I got to start, like, probably, I would pro technically usually start when I was, like, 12, but I thought I was Robin Hood when I was like four and Robin Hood's kind of like a land pirate. Um, so yeah, I was super into Robin Hood. I made myself a bow and arrow out of sticks in the yard. Um, I had a little green suit I used to run around in and shoot things with my sticks. Um, but yeah, but like around the time that I first got my hands on a copy of Pirates, the game, um, I would, I was also, oh, I was like super into the Princess Bride. Um, and that was kind of, I, you know, the Princess Bride is definitely where I picked up the like, I wanted to learn how to fence stuff from. Um, yeah, and then Pirates, the game, and I wanted to be Captain Incognito, and I wanted to be Francis Drake, and then I watched a bunch of Errol Flynn movies. They're, you know, they're very good movies. He was a Nazi sympathizer, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, Among other unsavory things, oh, Errol yeah. Flynn was just an amazingly <laughs> terrible person. Um, but, um, yeah, and then I got, then, uh, when was that? In, like, 2003, I co-ran a, um, a role-playing game about pirates for about three years, set in 1640, and we were, like, really obnoxious, like... Um, sticklers for people getting their their historical facts correct when they were setting up their characters. But anyway, yeah. So lots of pirates. So so really, kind of your your whole life has been has been leading you toward yeah. piracy. Like if you if you like in two thousand four. No, my life hasn't been leading me toward piracy. I have no interest in being a pirate. I just think they're fascinating as a subject. As a subject, yes. Um, like two thousand four. If you ever took any kind of quiz on the internet that had anything to do with pirates, it was probably written by me. Um, I did a, like, which pirate are you test? I did a parody of the purity test called the piratey test that measured how piratey you were. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I had a whole bunch of them, like, which pirate flag is your pirate flag? I made a thing that generated colors based on your name, and it would give it your flag a background. All kinds of stuff. So, I want to come back to pirate flags, actually. Yeah. Because we mentioned, we mentioned the Rackham flag. But there's a lot of variation. There's not just sort of one pirate flag. Right, right. So, so okay, so the thing about pirate flags is we think of pirate flags as being black flags. The black flag was actually the flag that pirates flew when they wanted to tell people, hey, we're pirates, but we're willing to be nice to you. Um, the flag that was the dangerous flag was the red flag, and you'll see... Um, you'll see in, actually in Black Sails they do this, The you know, depending on what sort of interaction they want to have with an oncoming ship, they will either fly fake colors, which are like the colors of some government in the area, or they will fly black, or they will fly red. 
Um, black means that they're willing to give quarter. Red means that they're not willing to give quarter. The red flag um, was called the Jolie Rouge in French. And that's where we get the name Jolly Roger from. So even though we typically call Jolly Ro black flags Jolly Rogers, the name comes from the red flag. A lot of these pirates who had patterns for their flags would have a red version and a black version with the same pattern on it because it was the pattern that told you which pirate you were talking to. Okay. So how well known were the pirate flags? Like, did, did you have just like any random asshole with a rowboat making one? Or, or was were, were there sort of a, a central key? Was there a registry? Um, I don't know that there was a registry. There were a few pirate flag designs that were really famous. Like you said, uh, you know, Jack Rackham's became kind of the standard that people, you know, expect to see. They're either going to see, you're either going to see cross swords or cross bones under the skull. That's Rackham's flag. Um, he didn't do cross bones, but it's where that comes from. Um, there were, you know, there's like, a, there, Blackbeard had a bunch of flags. He had like a great one with like somebody holding like a person's heart in their hand. I think Ned Lowe also had one with a hand, so somebody holding a heart in a hand. But like, when you look at these flags, I think it's also one of the things that would happen was if you were like a so-so pirate, you would make a flag that looked like a famous pirate to uh. scare people. So like if you're out there and you're James Bonney, who is Anne Bonney's husband, who is terrible, you would probably be like, I'm going to make myself. Well, they wouldn't have known Jack Rackham yet. So they would have like made themselves a Blackbeard flag and been like, I'm Blackbeard. Give me your money. Look, it's the black flag. It's the nice flag. If you give us your money, we won't kill you and trick people into giving away their money. I feel like Blackbeard's a good one to go with for that just because he was so intimidating. Yes. Like one of my favorite Blackbeard details is he was one of the less deadly pirates because people just didn't start shit with him. He'd come onto a ship and they'd be like, oh, oh my God, it's Blackbeard. And his <laughs> face is on his fire. In his beard, yeah. And he's the fanciest man. Um, take Just take it. Just take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like... And I mean, that's another thing that I was really disappointed in Black Sails for is like Blackbeard used to wear like red ribbons in his beard and his hair. And he, there's like not a single piece of satin on that man on that show. He's Sparkle Daddy. He was Sparkle Daddy. So yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. So yeah, pirate flags. A lot of the time. So the most famous pirate flags you would end up seeing reused and reused, or variations on them used by somebody because this pirate just wanted people to think that they were some other pirate. Okay, so sort of like the moths with, with a pair of eyes on their wings. Exactly. Or moths with a pair of eyes on their wings or like those those non-poisonous frogs whose whose skins look like the poisonous frogs. Thing, yeah, yeah. Baby cheetahs. Baby cheetahs. Do baby cheetahs look like poisonous frogs? No, but baby cheetahs look just enough like honey badgers that things will leave them alone. Oh, so cute. This is this is my, my entirely non-scientific, I think I got it from the internet understanding, so I may be completely wrong about it. Man, I'm still I'm still sort of surprised there wasn't any kind of registry, um, which is taking me to the fact that there is a registry for clown faces. Yes. Um, and you'd think that the pirates would be at least that organized. I mean, the thing about the pirates was that a lot of them were like, and I mean this in the political sense, a lot of them were anarchists. So registry is not so much their thing. Um, code, yes, they had a they had their the pirate code, kind of a real thing. Um, I think it was. Jennings, Avery, and Bellamy, who were part of that. Anyway, 
yeah so but there was there was technically a pirate code but it really wasn't something that everybody adhered to there I, I there might have been some kind of registry in a similar way but it's just not something that ever got my attention yes yeah, some some frantic teenager who just keeps real careful track of everyone's yes. flags and no one i mean cares. that's daniel defoe Okay, I, I was going to um, <laughs> say, the Roy, the Roy Thomas of piracy. Yeah, so, like, Daniel Defoe was one of the first people um, to really write a quote-unquote history of piracy, and he's really one of the people who we kind of look to for, you know, as one of the, like, progenitors of pirate history. Uh, there, It's doubtful how much of what he wrote is true. Some of it certainly is. Some of it was probably made up for effect. Um, but, like, that's probably the first place you want to go if you're looking for, like, it, it, he was definitely the, he was definitely, like, the Roy Thomas of Pirates, yes. Going back to, to that, to Pirate History and to Black Sails, one of the things that Black Sails has in common with, with Treasure Island, so Black Sails is, is te technically a prequel to Treasure Island. Yes. And Treasure Island does it somewhat less, um, frequently but but both pull actual pirates in and mix them with the fictional pirates yeah well treasure island only has one pirate who shows up who may or may not be a historical pirate uh silver talks about knowing a whole bunch of pirates he right. talks about knowing avery he knows he talks about knowing jennings um i don't remember who else he talks about knowing but i know he talks about knowing avery and jennings he might have he also might have might have talked about knowing bellamy because there's a line about talking about the pirate code where he mentions the guys who wrote the pirate code. Anyway, the only pirate in Treasure Island who has a historical pirate name is a pirate named Israel Hands. And the thing about Israel Hands is that when we look at Treasure Island, which I believe took place about 30 or so years after um, the events in Black Sails, which were, which were based on real events that sort of happened around the same time, uh, like the most major events in Black Sails are pretty much real events. Um, it, Israel Hands was 16 when those things happened. So in 17, 15 to 18, Israel Hands was a tiny teenager. So it makes sense if you're in Treasure Island that he would be left who would still be hanging around. Uh, and, you know, so he he's the only one who might still be around. We don't really know what happened to him. He uh, kind of got um, he kind of got sent to land when a whole bunch of bad stuff was going down. So he's in in Treasure Island. He was Flint's gunner. Yeah, and sailed with Blackbeard. Or am I mis? Yeah, he sailed with Blackbeard. Um, and what's interesting on Black Sail? So so it makes sense for Israel Hands to be the guy who's on. You know who's you know in treasure island who's still alive because mm -hmm. um, he was 16 during the events of black sails the thing about black sails is that the israel <laughs> hands in black sails is like 60. which first of all no pirates lived that long no pirates lived that long but especially like the funniest thing about it is like they definitely age up some of the quote-unquote older characters so pretty much everybody in black sails all of the famous people in black sails were born sometime between 1680 which would have made them in their 40s when this was happening or 30s late 30s maybe a little earlier but we're talking about people who were maybe for early 40s down to about 15 or 16 like Anne Bonnie 
was about 16, 17 years old when this was all happening. So when we talk about those ages, I understand things like aging of Blackbeard. Blackbeard was like 39 or something, and they made him like 50 because they're trying to kind of keep it in the context of what we think of as ages today. Um, yeah, aging up Anne Bonnie makes a lot of sense because her character um, is in sexual relationships with people who are adults, and so it make it just makes all of those much more comfortable to watch. Yeah, you don't um, have to reconcile that with right 17th and 18th century pirate ethics. Exactly. Um, but Israel hands, Israel hands, they definitely aged up a 16, a historical 16 year old into an old dude. Yeah, he's he's like extra old. He's like the oldest character on the show. It's really weird. Which would have made him, what, roughly 80 for the events of Treasure Island? Yeah, but like <laughs> I, what we're assuming is that we're assuming. So there is a lot of um, people speculation that like, OK, maybe you know, maybe this is just a name that Stevenson heard and thought it was cool and so he brought it back or forgot where he heard it when he named the character that. But the fact that this character is really the only person known at that time probably still alive to be, um, to be on the ship in uh, Treasure Island, it, it, it's, it's questionable. People will tell, there are a lot of people who are like, oh no, that's not really supposed to be the historical character. He's just named that. And I can buy that. I under, I accept that that's their reading, but it's just too perfect. So yeah, so he would have been like 80, 90 years old, which doesn't make sense at all. Anyway. I, I just, I just, just reread Treasure Island. And so now I'm just sort of thinking about all of, all of the, 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 you know, desperate fights in the rigging between Israel and Jim. <laughs> yeah. And, and now imagine him just just being being super old for those, and it, it it's a little bit sad. Yeah, that is sad, and also very funny. Yeah, so he would have been a, exceptionally spry. Yeah, I mean the thing is like going back to what we were just talking about about pirates stealing flags. It's entirely possible that this was just some dude who was like, I'm gonna take a real pirate's name to just scare people, and he picked his real hands. Anyway, we don't know. It's all fiction anyway. Death of the author, whatever your perception of is true. Well, death of the author, but even at the time, we're talking about people whose lives were heavily sensationalized and fictionalized. Oh, yes. Again, uh, you know, Daniel Defoe. Yeah, they were incredibly sensationalized. Um, a lot of the things that were added to, um, you know, added to these stories or changed from these stories, and you actually see a little bit of that in Black Sails. They talk a bit about um, when they go to the Carolinas, uh, some of the characters have their find out that their histories have been like totally rewritten for the masses as like lurid tales um some of which are true and some of which aren't but yeah there was a lot that was fictionalized either to make these characters scarier like because they were trying to either to convince people to turn them in um or to romanticize it and it kind of depended on where you lived like whether there was a likelihood that pirates were going to show up in your neighborhood if there was then the stories got scarier because if the pirates showed up they wanted you to think that you needed to fight them and not that the pirates were just going to come in and like kill the government um but if you lived like further inland you were more likely to get like the romantic versions of the stories okay So I think that actually kind of neatly wraps up the time we've got. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you. It was nice to meet you. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um and and miles good luck um i should say miles so miles is out this week because um one of one of the things about recording from home which we both do is that you can't have air conditioning running while you do it and it is currently like 700 degrees and it's only about 600 or so in new york so we're doing fine good luck to everyone in the pacific northwest stay cool take care of each other. Um, there are community cooling centers, I know, in a lot of the, the Portland Seattle metro areas if you need to look those up. Um, but take care, stay safe, and we will be back next week with a more normal edited episode of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Thanks for listening. <laughs>